Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga. Number one, me familia staying, Cullen Adley. Emilio Diaz. Alright. Today is going to be the majority of our uh, can wrap-up. We... uh, (laughs) What was I going to say? Right, we don't have awards yet, and the final two films in competition, which are the Justin Kurtzel and the, I know this, the Joaquim LaFosse, have not yet premiered. Everything the somewhat else... controversial Joaquim LaFosse. What? We talked about it. Oh There's, yeah. Well, yeah. he's not controversial. No, 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 but his, the I'm saying the, the film yeah, as the, film, the Joaquin Lafosse yeah, film. Yeah, of course, is somewhat controversial as the uh the one of the two leads of the film is married to one of the members of the jury. Right. Yes. Uh but yeah. Everything but we're not else... talking about that movie today. Mm-hmm. Instead. Everything else in competition has premiered as well as the vast majorities, and I think in some cases entireties of the other sections. Uh, so yeah, I, is there is there like general stuff about can we want to talk about before we get into the specific movies? Seems chaotic. Um, Seems like people are getting COVID, which yeah. I'm not surprised by. But uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, seems I to mean, be I've... working well despite those things. Right, people yeah. seem excited to watch movies again. Sure, yeah. you know, it seems like they are pretty intent on having things appear normal on like as many channels mm-hmm. as possible. Like, yeah, you're still seeing a lot of red carpet footage. You're still seeing a lot of footage of intensely long-standing ovations like you're still seeing yeah. like a lot of the things that you normally see out of a can film festival so I, there's a clip that i i think does it get keep get it promoted to everyone's twitter feed about matt damon being a little overwhelmed to be i saw can that yes <laughs> where he's associated press he was like um <laughs> He's just like, you know, like, it's the power of, like, everyone being in a theater together. Like, this is the only way we could have, like, felt right to premiere Stillwater. Right. It's like, okay, man. Um, Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I've read a couple of reports from there and, like, listened to some podcast dispatches of, like, critics who are on the ground. And, like, you know, there's certainly some COVID differences for how they are attending things. Um, They, you know, they've talked about... Americans, I think, yeah, they they've they have to like take a test every forty eight hours, which for which they have to provide like copious amounts of spit. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, whether we discuss this or not is the subject of some controversy among the hosts, so we won't go much further with that. I don't think. Um, but uh, and there's also like there was like some drama with the online reservation system. I think because instead of lines, they're doing different stuff. But apparently, it fixed whatever. Yes, um, I've heard that. 
it's a lot better if you're yeah. not like one of the big wigs. Sure. Um, and then uh, yeah, and I guess like there's still parties happening, but like maybe like I feel like a lot of the famous people aren't going or something, and there's uh, like weird restrictions as far as like food and drink and stuff. Or but you know, it's there's still like a lot of this. I don't know a lot of the a lot of the stuff that happens around can yeah. uh, is still happening, but in perhaps a more surreal form than usual. Um, mm-hmm. Is the sense that I get? Yeah, people are you know <laughs> throwing hissy fits on Twitter. <laughs> sure, I mean we don't need to talk about that. I feel like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean you know, but the, the do we have like general impressions of the overall crop of can? Like I, um, I feel like it's considered like. Especially the competition, like, a touch on the weak side. Like, there's... Especially compared to last time there was a can. Like, you don't have, like, a set of movies that are equaling, like, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Pain and Glory. I feel like there was even one more, like, huge Everyone Loved This Movie in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh but certainly those three. Yeah, and I feel like there's almost nothing I feel like that is like feels like it's getting universal acclaim. Like there's yes. some stuff that I think people are very into, but almost everything I feel I like fe- I've heard. I feel like that. I think there's some I things. Think that's I think that's you. You'll forget. It's like I think there's like some outliers. things that like had some loud early detractors that ultimately it's are like pretty that like seemed like they were going to be overall divisive but maybe aren't as divisive as they seemed like if you look at like overall like polls of the festival we can sure. we can talk about that yeah when we get to the specific films do we get uh, into in it? fact yeah i mean the Let's first the opening film is I'm one next. of the films i'm talking about yes. where like there were a few people early on who were like, there were ecstatic reactions early on, and then there were also a few people like, eh, I don't really like this, but, like, ultimately, it is a very well-liked film, I think. Yeah. I know there's, like, a lot of people who um, are talking about that it's, like, kind of, like, it's wild, and, like, you know... I mean, uh, yeah, it's a Carox movie. Yeah, yeah, that, like, uh, it being more of, like, you know, a bigger movie, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, how people take to that Carox energy, like outside of like a festival setting um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah on amazon prime i know yeah yeah just yeah for sure that seems like it's like had a weird article of like people being excited for the new leo's carax movie then people people who like sort of don't know carax that much being like oh it's like oh sort of weird adam driver mary and cody art musical and then like those weird clash of expectations to people being back like oh no this is a weird ass movie by a weird ass guy so it might take some expectation reassembling but i'm sure it's like what you think it is and i'm excited to watch it yeah yeah it does and i'm like my local i've been like checking my local art houses and it does look like it's like listed as upcoming on them so like it seems like it's getting a pretty Mm -hmm wide release on on that august 3rd date like yeah they have it dated for around then 
I mean, it um, sounds big and bombastic. Maybe that'll be the thing to get me back to an art house. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I continue to hear some things about, like, the style of the music and stuff that, like, I don't know how I'll respond to it. I'll, I'll We'll see. But um, it does, like, it's, you know, it's all, it seems like it's very, like, chanting, repetitive sort of stuff is, like, sort of this, a lot, a lot of the stylistic uh, elements and so I'm I'm interested to see sort of how that how that plays for me. Um, so you hear that, Leos Carax? You're still on notice from Andy. Listen, I, he doesn't care what I think, but like really, you know, I'm well aware of that. I'm not sure like why we're making fun of me for thinking he would care what he would what I would think. Did anyone watch the standing of H? <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't appear I know to me as a thing to do. He like. Adam Driver started smoking a cigarette during yeah. the weather, right? Yeah. As, yeah, that was what was notable about yeah. it. Um, yeah, this is for sure a conversation we have, like, off the podcast. But uh, uh, standing ovation videos just seem very cringy to me in a way that I don't think I can actually watch them. So I love them. Sure. There, I mean, yeah. I Yeah, there was... I mean, it's just like, I think the specific can super long. I think it's like, I think two minutes worth of applause is like, yeah, that's good. Happy for all the people. And then past that, it's like, people should stop. This is too right. much. Nobody knows what to do after two minutes. Right, yeah. There was a thing, uh, Kyle Buchanan, I think, of the New York Times, wrote like a minute-by-minute breakdown of the French Dispatch one of like, how that, like, the way that they're able to juice them to go on for so long. And it's like, so much about like how like the in-house camera guy like moves the camera around and like everyone else gets everyone gets their moments of like ovation and, or whatever yeah. it was like a very interesting read and it was like and also like it seems interminable for the talent to like have to receive just like that. it's uh, yeah i still hear <laughs> yeah there's moments where it's good um we can move on though. right i mean like people make fun of it as if it's like a bunch of people just on their own standing for 15 minutes obviously it's not that right yeah um next up was the nadav lapid so, yeah, movie second day yep the nadav lapid film which that is one that i get the impression is pretty uh divisive uh not like not a lot not a ton of uh like high-profile defenders, I'd say. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, you know... We this is your about... prediction, right? I don't stand by that. Uh, <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll also say that I don't stand by mine, but we'll, we'll get to it. Ooh. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it just seems like seems like everyone has just forgotten about this film at this point sure. uh, That's, yeah uh, you know after you know. <laughs> like four days or whatever yeah i think that happens with a lot of kids i think that like again as somebody who has tracked yeah. can like lineups throughout the years i think that just happens it's just like there's like a movie that comes out like the third or second day that's like not by that yeah. high profile a person it's just like oh people just forget that that even played there yeah and i mean like you know nadav lapid is moderately high profile i mean he yeah. won a golden we talked about synonyms he won a golden bear but like yeah this movie listen just... i really fucking like synonyms and th- this movie yeah. the reaction to it i'm just seems like whatever seems not I, people seem not into it so 
I'm not that excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Next uh, up. And then, yeah, the other movie on the second day uh, was the Francois Ozone film, Everything Went Fine, which uh, fine perhaps seems like the operative word. Yeah. Uh, it, I would say there's more consensus than there is on the Lapide, but doesn't sound like it is on the aggregate all that much more well liked uh, yeah. the both the lead actor and the lead actress i think got good notices it would be not shocking to see one of them win uh but i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't expect it uh to win anything yeah, I mean, at the end of the episode, we might talk like revised predictions a little because I think that will be a fun thing. I think thing so. To talk I about. think I think maybe we end the the episode by. I think I can. I'm I'm willing to predict all of the awards. Wow. Okay, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next up uh, is Lingui. Yeah. The. Mohammed Saleh Haroon film, which uh, exists. Yeah, I mean that's one that like has gotten a few good reviews, yeah. but a lot of like this is pretty bad. Uh, and I feel like Haroon is kind of just like someone who can seems to like that. Uh, the critics rarely do uh yeah. you know along the lines of like a, a briante mendoza or whatever uh and yeah and then the other film on the second day uh third day. one of the bigger hits of the festival yeah. uh the worst person in the world uh which yeah sounds i mean not only sounds uh not only it was one of the better reviewed films but also like uh sounds like it is like pretty accessible like could be mm-hmm. a thing that's like a big hit at other festivals with more wider audiences could be a thing that's like a minor art house hit could be a thing that's like an oscar thing and i've heard that there is a big distribution deal coming down the pipeline that will probably be announced before the end of the festival but i believe has not been yet yeah Uh, but yeah and that is one where the actress also uh right what is her name yeah is getting a lot of buzz yeah it seems it seems good i i was surprised to hear like how accessible it seems to be and how like like seems like an enjoyable movie to watch i have never watched it I've not watched a Trier movie, but I'm excited to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I watched his last movie, Thelma, which I thought was alright. I mean, that's not one of his better reviewed movies yeah. uh, and didn't play a major festival, but like, yeah. I mean, people really like Oslo, August 31st, and he's generally not uh, struck me as like an inaccessible filmmaker, but yeah. yeah, this I would not have necessarily expected uh, that he'd be like one of the kind of this would be one of the kind of breakout films of the festival. Uh, Renate Rainsve is the name of the actress. Yeah, yeah. apparently a real powerhouse, uh, or not powerhouse, mm-hmm. just like exciting, fun performance. Um, yeah. Yeah, my impression of 
is that this is the movie that's like most popped out of the festival in terms of like yeah. didn't necessarily have huge expectations going in, but like I everyone's think that's right. Everyone's yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we were talking like uh, I think when we talked about the lineup, uh, we we did also mention his other movies, and yeah, I've seen Oslo, and I think it's great. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, like in general, it is in the kind of upper tier of yeah. the competition, along along with Annette, I'd say, and yeah, we'll talk about what else. Uh, yeah, and I'd say another movie that is maybe towards the bottom of that tier because it just was inevitably going to be somewhat divisive but again yeah. I think the divisiveness was a little bit overblown is Benedetta the mm -hmm. Paul Verhoeven film it sounds like it's just exactly what you expected yeah. the Paul Verhoeven sexy nun movie to be uh, right. I'm excited it sounds like Virginia Fira is great in it uh, if it you know, it probably is too the to win a prize to win like a major prize, but if it were to win a prize it would probably be Virginia Fira. Uh yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this movie for like year basically yeah. since the podcast started. Right. Episode one maybe, like we mentioned. Oh uh, yeah, I think I mean I think episode two probably. I think yeah, that's the yeah. We've been talking about it like as long as yeah. I've known everyone <laughs> like Right, yeah. Yeah, that movie is is just, like, now officially in the, like, I just want to watch it. I am, like, yeah. sort of, I don't even want to hear about it anymore, not even for, like, spoiler reasons. That's just, like, I don't sure. want, I am sort of tired of here. I just want to watch it. Just give it, it to right. me. Sure. Just give me the movie. I want to have the thoughts on the movie. Right, have... it was, like, yeah, it was one of those, like, everyone tries to find, like, the most outrageous detail that they can share, sort of, like, yeah. reactions, I feel like. I'm already like a little over it. I feel like, but uh, that was sort of well, like, okay. you know. I'm Do you like L? I we we've talked about L. I don't. I have no idea what your thoughts on L. Yeah, I think L's okay. I like. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't have that strong like a, a, a positive feelings about L. But you know. It's Do you have strong feelings about any of his movies? I really like um, Total Recall. I think that's my wow. Favorite. Yeah. I mean, I adore Total Recall. I love. I also love that movie. But I, yeah. he's made a lot of good movies. Yeah. yeah, sure. I would say I have Total Recall, like, right around the middle of his Hollywood stuff. Same. Like, there's a few I like a lot more and a few I like less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we have uh, the Catherine Corsini film, uh, The Divide, another movie that, like, didn't really register especially especially with American and English language critics. I think some of the European critics like it a little bit more, uh, but it's not not one that has registered all that much. I think in general, the first half of the festival uh, was a little less registered than the second half. Uh, yeah, at least had more stuff that was just like, all right, that's a movie yeah. we watch. That's a movie oh, yeah. that plays at can, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the next day there's uh, compartment number six, uh, the Joho Kosmanen movie, uh, Finnish director who won uncertain regard with his first film, The Happiest Day in the Life of Ali Maki, and it sounds like this is similarly like kind of a nice 
well-liked movie. Uh, I've heard the lead actor is good in it, is kind of a standout, uh, who I think is the same lead actor from uh, Petrov's Flu, the Serebrennikov, which we'll get to a little later. Uh, yeah, sounds, sounds charming. I'll watch yeah, a Finnish movie. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. Yuri Borisov. I mean, I never got to Alimaki, and it doesn't sound like this is, like, especially better than that. He just got the upgrade to competition because he won that Uncertain Regard Award, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the other movie that premiered that day, I think we don't owe any discussion to, which is yeah. the Sean Penn film. Everyone thought it looked like a or thought it was gonna be a piece of shit, and they were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were I think like two like positive trade reviews or something, and I think that was like all, all I saw positive. And it yeah, seemed like... hex. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then yeah, yeah uh, next day was the first of the uh, three film days. Uh, there were three of them. I feel like there's usually only one, but that was gonna happen because it's a Big slightly old, bigger. Yeah selection of films than usual uh and this is a real film yeah yeah so the first film i am under the impression is the most unanimously well-liked film of the festival it seems uh, to be which way. is by critics at least which is uh drive my car the hamaguchi film uh it does feel like exactly the kind of thing... I mean, like Burning, the other recent adaptation of a Murakami short story that was in competition at can that, like, critics are gonna rave and then could very easily not win anything. But, like, Hamaguchi did win something at Berlin, so maybe he's someone who even, like, the... Uh... The kind of more... Uh, actory directory uh, juries are warming up to uh, yeah, it would sure. be a pleasant surprise I uh, yeah I mean look if it's like if people are loving it and I think like uh, a good amount of people have seen Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy that are seeing this and are thinking that this one is better um, so I think that's like I'm, I mean I'm just very excited to see this movie yeah I mean, it like people are like they're both great it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a very impressive year for him for, I mean uh, yeah yeah, thrilled to have had him on the podcast earlier. I mean, thrill, yeah, our, our past guest, you know, I mean, yeah, friend of the show, yeah. hope he wins. <laughs> what if he wins? God, the can I could get bumped. Such I mean, truly. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. seems good. Excited to watch it. I, yeah, uh, like, yeah. we did the wheel. I was not on the Wheel and Fortune and Fantasy episode because I did not watch the entirety of it because I was a little busy. But I did like the segments I watched. So, and I am sort of like, softer into Hamaguchi than other people on this podcast, but I do like what he's doing. So I'm excited to watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, uh, the second movie that premiered on this day, Three Floors, uh, the Nani Moretti movie, was a movie that everyone was like, oh yeah, I bet this will be fine. It's Nani Moretti. Everyone likes Nani Moretti. And then also is a piece of shit, apparently. Yeah. People uh, aren't truly just one. no one seems to like it. Uh, Really kind of stunning for, you know, he's had ups and downs a little bit, but they're sure. not very drastic ups and downs. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, surpri- I, I, uh, we've we, we've only seen what was that movie? I forget what it's called. Il Caimano. Il Caimano. And it's like, yeah, I thought that movie was sort of good. And it's like, yeah. I but but it was like, I I assumed all his movies were like around there. It's like, I it's sort of hard for me to picture what a movie of his could look like that people are like, this is a fucking piece of shit. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this one is. And like the same thing with Mia Madre. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe he, as the Italian Woody Allen, is entering his late period. Uh, Great. I shouldn't say that about him. That's a yeah. mean thing to say about him. <laughs> yeah. Next up yeah. is uh, Bergman <laughs> Next Island. Next up is Bergman Island, which sounds Helen, talk great. talk about Bergman Island. Yeah. I mean, look, it sounds great. I'm so hyped on it that it doesn't really matter what anyone says, <laughs> but it seems like people like it, which is good after... Her last movie that played festivals wasn't really well received, so it's exciting yeah. that people are into her again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were like a few naysayers, but yeah. like mostly very well liked in like summaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, even even I'm... as a soft skeptic, it seems good. I'm I'm sure I'll watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, it, it already like has it's... distribution. Right. So. Seen... Seems like it's pretty quiet and like chill yeah. is what I heard. So you know, sounds nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next day, uh movie that sounds not quiet and chill, uh Petrov's Flu, the Kirill Serebrennikov movie, which I feel like uh, this reaction was tempered by I feel like the fact that maybe especially after that three movie day it was not necessarily prioritized by a lot of people, but I feel like that some of the people who saw it were like, Oh, this thing is fucking wild like yeah uh, i heard that there's that another like movie, that, movie yeah there's another movie that everyone saw that got that reaction later in the festival but this had that kind of like ooh, there's a lot going on here and like i would say is like genuinely divisive uh i am curious about it i mean i have meant for a while to see Leto, his last movie, but that sounds like it's just kind of like a, like, fairly charming movie about rock music in Russia, and this is like, uh, sounds just like very intense, uh, yeah, and then, get your flu shot, everyone, now, when is the earliest you can get your flu shot? Uh, I, I think, think it's like, usually, like, August, September. Like, late August, early okay. September. Well, you know, I guess uh, in a little over a month, you can you get your flu shot. They should really time the release around that. Yeah. Uh-huh. They should do them see... at screenings. Yeah. They should uh-huh. do screenings where you can get your flu shot. That would be yeah, fun. they could do that at uh, Camper at New York. see this yeah. art film for free. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the direct, yeah. then director's going to do a Q&A from his house arrest in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. All right. And then the other film this day is the Wes Anderson movie, which it yes. sounds like is another Wes Anderson movie. Which yeah, people for a lot like of it people and some seems, people don't. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people, that means like, ah, we're getting sick of this. Uh, right. And that it's seems like, to be yeah. especially the case post Isle of Dogs. That pe- I think people were probably not as much. Uh, just going into this expecting to like it as they would if it had been right after 
Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, which sure. it sounds much more similar to. Uh, but yeah, you know, I like Wes right. Anderson. I'm sure I'll like it. If you don't like Wes Anderson, I'm sure you won't. Uh, right. And if yeah. you're kind of in the middle, sounds like you may or may not. Right, yeah, I guess, yeah, I heard, like, it, it would probably, uh, yeah, it. I have heard that, like, you maybe oh. won't end up in the middle on this particular film. Like, you'll either like it or you won't. Right, um, yes. Pr- pretty strongly. It is also, like, it's fully confirmed that it's, like, an anthology film with, like, three separate stories that, like, aren't, aren't, there's, like, a superstructure connecting them, but, like, right aren't like they don't like bleed into each other or anything really like right. i think so, yeah you know it's uh listen i like pretty looking bullshit just yeah. give me the movie uh, yeah uh-huh and it sure. sounds like a lot of the actors are really good in it though because it's an anthology none of them are gonna have good rules i feel like i heard like especially jeffrey wright is really good which is cool since he's someone right new he's like to yeah the... he's the lead of one of the seconds. yeah i think so uh yeah and yeah, you know, all sorts of people in it. Uh, I'll bet yeah. they're all good. There's yeah. and there's the uh, the meme photo that's going around. That's from yeah. That. I mean, there's right. the, some of the fits uh, from the French Dispatch crew are like really solid. Yeah, I don't really I assume like... this po- I assume this podcast is all gonna be just French Dispatch fits from now on, right? <laughs> yeah, we didn't do. We didn't have do a, tweet a lot of, of who's who. Oh. Sure. Do we decide that right now? On my I mean, I think I, 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 is Chalamet, Andy is Wes Anderson, Jesse's Tilda, and I'm Bill Murray. Uh, I would have... Well, I feel like I may be Murray, but I don't think Andy can be Tilda. I mean, yeah. I don't think Colin yeah. can be Tilda. Yeah, I think my, yeah. My, mine was between what Colin said and or uh, Murray is, is Andy, Colin is Chalamet, I'm Anderson, and then I guess you're still Tilda. All right, I'll take it. All right, yeah. write in, write in to us on Twitter with what you think it should. Yeah, be. we're should we're be on a poll. Everyone can vote which one is best <laughs> for our tweet. Uh, um, what premiere next? The Farhadi. It's a yeah, which is another. If you like him. You're yeah. going to like this one. If you don't right. like him, you're not going to like this one. Right. I think it's been... Well, I guess for a movie we'll talk about later, it's maybe not that. But I think this has been a real can of people playing the hits, it feels like. Yeah, maybe. The directors or the critics? Directors. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, right. like, this one, it sounds like, is, like, better... Certainly better received than his last movie. Right. There was a lot of, like, his best since a separation. I yes. Feel like, yeah. From the there people was, who do like yeah. him. Yeah, um, but I think that's what I mean by, like, sort of playing the hits of just, like... Right. Obviously, yeah. there's, like, hit he made Everybody Knows or whatever, and that was sort of a different thing, so we went back to saying oh. same with Wes sure. Anderson. yeah. Sure. hmm Yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds cool. I'd like to see it. Well, I've never watched yeah, any of his movies. Everybody Knows is the one that actually sounded good and I would watch, so maybe <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, you should check it out. I should revisit that one because, again, that's the last movie I saw at my first ever tip and I slept through like a third of it. Sure. Um, Next up, though, uh, Titan. Titane. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Titane. Yeah, French. The Italian um, film. Titane! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I'm going to pron- 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 like- pronounce it Titan and nobody can say anything. Yeah. Sure. This is the one where everyone saw it and everyone's like, this thing's fucking batshit, which right. I am apt to not 
entirely believe just because Raw had that same tag on it. And I was just like, uh, I mean, you know, it's violent, but just seems like a regular movie. Uh, have, you, have you seen the trailer for it? No. So, I mean, it looks gnarly as hell. It looks so cool. I'm really hyped right. for... I'm really hyped for it. Uh, great trailer. I mean, yeah. I yeah. also just, like, don't love Raw. So, like, I will probably see this, but it's not. Yeah, I really like list. Raw. A lot of Cronenberg talk around there. A lot of cr- Crash talk yes. around there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it seems sort of car-based in some way. Yeah. I've not and seen Raw. Of, like, I might go either way on it. I'll, yeah. I'll watch and this one. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, ooh, you can't spoil this movie, which some people may or may not have done uh sure i don't know yeah uh yeah then we have uh yesterday as well as today both three film days i assume people are uh tired at this point uh <laughs> three movies in know, a day is fine no but there's the other sections too i yeah, can't like watch these are not the only movies, movies you've you have seen to watch, go watch Frank right everyone's at the beach yeah, if you were like, yeah, if you were like just a person going to the festival and you only were going to see the main competition, then yeah, that would be pretty easy. You'd be like, ooh, today there's three movies instead of two. What a delight. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, the first of those three movies was uh, the Sean Baker movie, Red Rocket, uh, and everyone is going fucking bonkers for Simon Rex. Uh, right. Is your yeah. is your your plan is your force what you have foreseen oh, falling into that, place? You feel that it just... gets raved and then uh, it Trash, he becomes a film. It's almost like because it sounds like there's just no way that it gets any Oscar attention that sure. might save him a little bit. Uh, but yes, I think he will ultimately be a film Twitter villain whenever this gets released. Here's my uh, problem with that theory. I think you could do that about literally any of the movies people like here. I feel like that could be like any of like nine movies here. I don't think so. This one's got the A24 like already like against it for people who like are going to to say this probably. And there's been like simmering like something seems not right about this guy's movies for like a little bit. Uh, We'll see. There's like a small clip of it. Um and did uh it just i mean it, you don't really get a lot from the clip uh, i'll be interested yeah. to see what the movie is um but yeah people yeah. seem to like it uh, uh, i have liked his previous movies when i saw them this one sounds annoying but i say that all the time uh, yeah huh? yeah and then the second go, go, go ahead no yeah yeah Were you going to say something, Amelia? No, no, no I was no, going to no, say no. The, the the next movie, uh, uh, really excited for this movie. It's like I had not heard about it really before. Uh, well, that's and weird, because I... my impression is that most of the reviews for this movie, the story of my wife, uh, have been pretty bad. Oh, uh, I I mean, look, there's a, there's a trailer for it, and I was like, this movie looks incredible. <laughs> to where I was like, maybe I got to watch some Yeti. Sure, I mean, like, specifically the American reviews, I think, have been bad. Uh, like, the trade reviews are all, like, trashing it. Uh, 
and like yeah like it was her her movie that won the golden bear was not unanimously received either and yeah there are definitely european critics who are much more on board with this movie like i heard someone compare it to like orson wells and raul ruiz which like yeah that kind of makes sense why american critics would not be fully on board with this movie so i'm still kind of interested uh but yeah this is uh, I guess we skipped over that, uh, The French Dispatch was the first of the, uh, Leia Seydoux movies in yeah. competition, and she, of course, got COVID and could not go to the festival. Uh, she has a smaller role in that movie, uh, a larger role in, uh, Story of My Wife, and then is fully the lead of, uh, the most recent movie to have premiered not most recent second most recent movie which we'll talk about in a little bit uh but then the last movie of uh this other three film of yesterday is uh paris 13th district the jacques odiard movie uh which like it seemed the vibe it seemed like some people like it some people don't have a great handle on this no it seems like yeah I don't know. I've seen a lot of, like, three and a half star to two and a half star. Like, Yeah, and maybe it is just, like, another one where, like, people didn't prioritize because they're, like, getting a little bit over Odiard. It sounds like the acting is really good. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Zhang is the lead. Uh, She's gotten really good reviews. Noemi Merlant, it sounds like, is good in it as well. Uh, Uh, But, yeah... I I I'd seen a few uh, like positive reviews and like I really liked Sisters Brothers so like maybe I'll give ODR a chance even though like he like I don't really like a, a prophet um, and I haven't seen many of his others so uh, I'm yeah. like I'm like cautiously optimistic for it I think it'll be yeah I don't know there might be a movie there I was sort of like yeah. mixed on Sisters Brothers a movie that I think. Is that's yeah. that's like a classic movie for me that I think it's like close to being amazing and then it's just like sort yeah. of good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh first movie today, uh Memoria, the Apichet Hong Memoria. Yeah, sounds like it fucking rules. Uh yeah. Yeah, there's, like, maybe a few naysayers, but, like, that's kind of always going to be the case with uh, a very ethical movie. Uh, yeah, sounds great. I haven't watched the trailer. I've heard that's great as well. That, that trailer, that trailer, I have, I have not seen, the, I've not been seeing every can trailer like Colin has, but that Memoria trailer is a banger. That Memoria trailer Yeah, I mean, I was just, like, sold off of that poster that Neon put out when they yeah. announced it was going to be. And it's also, picture. it's not like, uh, you know, a trailer that, like, gives the game away. It's like a pretty, yeah, it's like a pretty moody kinda, trailer. Yeah, 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 I mean, I don't, at this point, it is less of a, like, uh, I don't want to be spoiled on plot. It's just, like, a, I would, I, I love to just, like, sit down for a movie and just, like, not know what it is going to be. So, like, I don't mind reading things about movies, but, like, I like to just, like, aesthetically not know what the movie is going to look like and be surprised by that. Yeah. I, not to buck the show on air, but we need we need to do a, the, the Preach It Pong episode. We need to do some stuff around there. 
Yeah. We need to sure. watch some of those. We need to do Maybe that. it wins the Paul. Maybe we do. He'll, he'll be our, yeah, we'll our, our tie-in. We'll episode. watch one of them next week, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. I haven't uh-huh. seen any of them. I've never seen any of these movies. I've only seen Uncle yeah. Boomy, but Uncle Boomy is one of those movies where it's like, people say it's like great and one of the greatest of all time. And I'm like, that's exactly correct. It's exactly that good. Yeah, I mean, his stuff from the 2000s is, like, hard to find at yeah. the moment. I think it has been, at least some of it was on Criterion Channel at one point, but I think it's just, like, uh, the three... Uh, yeah, I know Tropical, Mal- tropical mm-hmm. Malady Syndromes in the Century, which are all supposed to be, like, great, are just, like, nowhere. Yeah, Tropical Malady, especially, uh, I've heard, is, like, amazing. So I think- which is not to say one of us could not theoretically find and allow all of us to watch it, but, uh, yeah. It's tough. Uh, but yeah, seems great. Uh, those, those feel like due for, like, Criterion to just put them out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did, uh, Mysterious Object at Noon, his first movies in one of the Martin Scorsese World Cinema Project things. Uh, but yeah, then the next movie uh, today was the Bruno Dumont film, France, starring oh, Leah Seydoux. Yes. And that is another movie that, like, American critics just seem to, like, hate. Uh, but reading between the lines and translating some non-English tweets... Uh, as someone who likes Dumont, it seems like there might be some juice there. Uh, but yeah, sounds like it. I feel like the thing I've heard is like it's just like kind of obvious, and like the ending is just like way too much. Uh, so we'll see. I'm still interested. I'll probably see it. And then the final film, which like basically finished as we were starting recording is uh Casablanca Beats the Nabil Ayush movie which uh just sounds like it's like pretty good accessible uh has gotten good reviews in the trades uh seems like it will do well with audiences I haven't heard anyone like ecstatic about it but like yeah, if, uh, when I even read the like yeah. logline for it I, before, when we did the previous episode, I was like, yeah, it seems like a low-key charmer, sure. Yeah. And like that kind of seems like what all the other directors... But like this one sounds like it's just like a little more... Uh, just a little more going on, maybe, than his other movies. Uh, it's got like hip-hop stuff in it that might make it uh, a little more crowd pleasy or, you know... Uh, yeah, so that's competition. Uh, let's go over some... We can go over some, very quickly, some highlights from the other sections. Uh, we're, we're just looking at the schedule, which groups things a little weirdly. So, like, the the out-of-competition and the can premieres are put together for some reason. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Velvet Underground movie, Todd Haynes sounds great uh didn't hear a ton about it i didn't hear a ton about anything out of competition except for the two a24s that we'll get to yeah uh cal the andrea arnold sounds fine uh 
Where is Anne Frank? The Ari Fullman sounds maybe less fine, uh, but some people like it. Uh, the Ava Husson movie, who her last movie, I'm blanking on the name. Is it like Girls, uh, of, the Girls of the Sun? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, was in competition. This one is her English language debut, uh, and it's like. Uh, like, Colin Firth and Olivia Coleman are in it, but I think those are small roles, and the leads are, like, Josh O'Connor and Odessa Young. Yeah. Uh, that got, like, some good reviews. Girls of the Sun people really didn't like, which makes me a little skeptical, just because this was seen by a lot fewer people, so, like, I don't know if it will hold up to more people seeing it. Uh, like, the people seeking it out might be the people who are more likely to like it uh yeah the deplishan is another one that like american english language critics seem to really not like uh but some especially french critics seem a little more into it uh like people i guess the hong sang su just premiered today yeah uh but i feel like that i'm like here not a lot of people saw it, but I am hearing some like this is the best one since right now. Wrong then. Yeah, people uh, are loving it. it. Uh, Cinema Guild yeah. bought it before it premiered. Sure. Um, and they're gonna be putting it out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I we've talked about Hong so much. Um, yeah. I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen introduction, obviously, but uh, excited for him yeah. having a, to a take double. Eighty five. I mean, uh, look what a king. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, uh, going on. I feel like I've heard that the Wasnitsa, which I think is a documentary, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, then Uncertain Regard. Uh, the opening film, Onoda, by Arthur Harare, I've heard is quite good. Yeah. Uh, the Sebastian Miza film that stars Franz Rogowski, The Great Freedom, I've heard is quite good. Yes, I've heard after that, um, yeah. Uh, after Yang, the Koganada film with this day twenty four with uh, Colin love. Farrell and yeah, people really like that. Which uh, is exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for yeah, that. Yeah, people seem to uh, really like if I were to describe the two movies that like people seemed excited for that I read that actually like sort of got me excited for it it would be like souvenir and after yang more than anything in competition I mean, yeah uh yeah kind of uh so yeah. hyped for souvenir part two yes which yeah i mean that was in director's fortnite that yeah i mean that i feel like people were like "Ooh, if you like the first one yeah you're gonna love this one which, like, I was, like, a little soft on the first one, but liked it and would be interested in revisiting it. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm really excited for this new one now. Um, the Eskil Vogt, who uh, is... He is a co-writer often with uh, Joachim Trier, including on this new movie, uh, Worst Person in the World. Uh, th that's another movie that not a lot of people saw but i feel like i heard some like this movie's kind of crazy uh about uh there's blue bayou the justin sean which like i haven't it sounds like is not great but i've heard maybe a few people like it um and then yeah uh uh 
of course, this is the official schedule, so it does... Oh, it does have directors Fortnite. What a joy. Uh, so, yeah. The Souvenir <laughs> Part 2 was one of the things uh, pretty early on. Uh, the new Carpignano, I haven't... Jonas Carpignano, an Italian director, I haven't heard that much about. I've heard that's alright. Uh, what else? I feel like people were just like barely doing directors Fortnite this year. Like, there's a Miguel Gomes movie that I feel like no one saw, uh, co-directed yeah. with uh, Marine Fazendero, who I think has been like a collaborator of him in different positions maybe even on the script level, but I think also, like, in casting, but this is the first movie that they've co-directed. Uh, maybe there's kind of, like, a... I think that's, like, a movie that was shot during the pandemic, and maybe there's kind of a perception that it's, like, a intermediary movie, because he has, like, a big project that, like, it seemed like he was trying to get started before the pandemic that's been delayed that I still don't know if anything's happening with. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I want to see the Miguel Gomes movie. Uh, and then, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're, like, replaying a lot of the higher-profile uh, uh, um, director's Fortnite stuff tomorrow. So, yeah. like, maybe, maybe people, people will catch up it with then. it. Yeah. Like, the Cleo Barnard movie, also, I heard nothing about. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Jafar Panahi's son made a movie that I'd heard a yeah. little bit <laughs> about before the festival that I've heard nothing about. I feel like I saw uh, somebody be like, yeah, this is like a Jafar Panahi movie. It's, like, pretty good. <laughs> sure. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't think I heard anything about... Uh, any Critics Week movies, I feel like that tends to kind of, like, filter out as the festival goes on. Like, oh, maybe this one's actually interesting. Uh, or, like, after the festival happens is what I mean to w say. Where is the Hosada? Oh, yeah, that's not on this schedule, I guess. I, I, mean, late, so late. I think it's just out of competition because it was, but, yeah, it was announced so late, and, yeah, that premiered today. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I, I, I was looking at some reviews right now because I was, I was like, looked it up while you were talking. People seem to think it's, like, very pretty, maybe not, yeah. like, completely amazing, but there's some stuff to it. I, yeah. I heard it described in some review as, like, paprika meets Wreck-It Ralph or something like that and I was just wow. like sure yeah I mean that's not even the early tweet which is uh, <laughs> reprehensible uh, yeah uh, do we quickly want to do a prediction roundup do you think how, how, how do you think you could do with uh, the big awards Jesse let me let me let's pause for like two minutes okay Alright, uh, we're back. I've very quickly put together a set of predictions. Uh, Palme d'Or, A Hero, The Farhadi, which I was just going to say before the festival, and then Andy said it before me, and I was like, <laughs> i got to say something different. So I'll say Lapid, uh, and then that pick kind of fell flat on its face, so I'm just going to go back to A Hero. Uh, Grand Prix, I'm going to say Worst Person in the World, though like I can see... I could see that both winning, like, I could see those two being switched. I could also see both of those movies winning acting awards 
and maybe screenplay or jury prize instead, but yeah. those feel like they'd be easy consensusy things. Sure. Uh, director, I have Duker now. That feels like just something that people could be passionate about. Uh, jury prize, I have Casablanca Beats, which just feels like you know a thing you throw into jury prize. That was a nice yeah. movie. Uh, screenplay, Mia Hansen Love. I feel like I maybe heard, now I'm doubting that, because I feel like I maybe heard that the screenplay is not the strongest point of that film, but that seems weird, because it's like a weird meta film about Yeah. I don't know. Uh, We'll see how I feel about that after the awards happen. And then (laughs) actor and actress, uh, I feel like there are more slightly uh, offbeat choices that could very easily happen, but like those are mostly like in the movies that I picked for other awards. Yeah. So I just picked uh, Adam Driver and Virginia Fira. Uh, but you know, like other actor options, like I've heard the lead of a hero is very good. I mentioned that like the lead of the o- the male lead of the ozone is supposed to be pretty good. There's dirt, the guy who's dirt the lead nasty of both. himself. Of course, Simon Rex is an option. Uh, That'd be so funny. Yep, I've heard, and like I mentioned, that like the lead of the Kosmanin and the lead of the Serebrennikov is the same guy, so maybe if there's goodwill for both of those movies, and like both of the movies tomorrow have an actor contender in Caleb Landry Jones and Damien Bernard. Uh, And then like actress, other options would be I like I de- definitely the worst person in the world lead seems excuse me to be like a a solid option uh like it sounds like Vicky Creeps is really good in Bergman Island uh uh Lucy Jang especially in the ODR but like other actors in that too she just is the lead uh it sounds like Swinton would be, like, a weird acting award for Memoria, like, and, like, that's something that could definitely win something else, even though another Palm is maybe pushing it, but, like, it sounds like she, like, what I've heard is she's just, kind like, she's good, but she's just kind of, like, wandering through the film, uh, but, you know, they could just be, like, it's Tilda Swinton, uh, she should yeah. win, uh, yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe they like the Dumont and give it to Leia Seydoux. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, or the uh, Sahar Rahim pushes through uh, his wife. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy, did you want to change your prediction? You had said the Farhadi when we first did these. Yeah, I'll leave as is, I think. Uh, that that seems Emily, like a safe prediction. I'm going to say Bergman Island wins the poem. Bergman Island, hell uh, yes. Uh, first uh, yeah. woman to win the poem without it being a tie. And then I, uh, I said Nitram, which hasn't premiered yet, and uh, I feel like that's still like a very good, good pick for me. Unless like, I mean, we'll see how people react to it, obviously. Right. But I, Colin's uh, still I'm flying blind it. on that one. Yeah, but uh, you don't get another chance to change your pick. I'm, so. Yeah, listen, sorry. I've always been wrong, so I have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Are we ready to cut to the other segment? Yes. Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, Emilio and I, we talk about one of the can movies that played. <laughs> uh, we talk about F9 with returning guest 
Emma Stefanski, which you'll hear right after Andy and Jesse plug their socials and whatever they want to plug. Jesse. Yeah. Andy, you can go first. Sorry. <laughs> you said Andy and Jesse, and then you said Jesse. All right. Well, listen. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ on Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, uh, etc. Um, I don't think I have anything in particular to plug this week. Watch The Good Fight, which is back and really good uh, uh, on CBS or Paramount Plus. Excuse me. It's on Paramount Plus. Evil is also on. So Double Dose of the Kings every week is, uh, is the way to be Sundays and Thursdays. Mm hmm. They're all in on Paramount Plus. Uh, you can find me wherever, especially on Twitter and Letterboxd, at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. Uh, this is a weird thing to plug because it's not really something that anyone else, you know, maybe other people will have this opportunity. Uh, I went to see uh, The Five Bloods uh, at AFI on their big screen and. I still have some reservations about it. The first hour-ish, 45 minutes, still feels very long. But, like, once it gets going, it really, like, I think is very good. And, like, the Lindo performance, especially at the end, is, like, stunning on a big screen. Uh, just, like, uh, like, I liked him, but... He was not someone I necessarily really remembered by the end of the year, and like he, uh, is really made an impression on me this time. So yeah, if you happen to have a chance to see the Five Bloods on the big screen, uh, whether it's a movie that you loved or were a little mixed on, uh, always great to reevaluate. Yeah. And a double Lindo plug from Andy and Jesse this week. Sure. I thought he left. Uh... He was he's on the premiere of the Good Fight this year, okay. wrapping up his arc, and uh, it's a pretty good good episode. All right. All right, great. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, and then with that, let's go to Emilio saying, "And we're back." And we're back. You just heard us talk about some canned news, some canned reactions, and now to talk about one of the few movies that has played at this Cannes festival that we can actually talk about because we have all seen it we're gonna talk about fast nine and with me it's not the full crew but i do have my partner in driving or whatever <laughs> colin actually yeah colin yes and then also and then special also guest that. returning guest <laughs> yeah the dk it was the fancy uh hi <laughs> hi guys thank you for coming back to talk about the I think, like, easy palm winner. Oh, yeah. Best picture. It, it's going to win everything. Yeah. You're going to get the, the Criterion release. It's going to have all the, like, little <laughs> logos of all the festivals on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, to start it off, Colin wanted to talk about the weird, <laughs> like, mind games that Thierry Fromeau was playing when he was teething the different movies that could play as a blockbuster at this can as you know we are yes. the experts of the can blockbuster after doing like <laughs> yes. 19 episodes on this dumb weird phenomenon 
and we may have also once tweeted that we were a hundred percent sure it was gonna be Space Jam two, and got yes. that completely because wrong. He said, <laughs> That's he said it was like a galactic thing. Right? Yeah, he was like, yeah. it's a sci-fi like thing, and everyone was like, oh, it's Space <laughs> yeah. Jam, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Space Jam was the easy money, I think. And then there was like, some people were like, maybe it'll be Eternals, and they were like, there's no way <laughs> they're gonna put out a movie and not let everyone see it for <laughs> like four more months. I don't even think there that's was, done yet. Yeah, and there was. Some, I mean, yeah. Some people were like, did they scoop Dune from Venice? It's just a lot. Yeah, there <laughs> were just a lot of like guesses all over the place and then and they no have, one was like it's obviously f9 <laughs> like yeah it's obviously gonna be fast and the furious 9 it's three weeks after it premiered in the u.s which is already like a month <laughs> yeah. after it premiered in china i mean when i That's think of galactic think. space adventures i think of dominic toretto and his crew of yeah. of street racer <laughs> international <laughs> men of mystery yeah. i mean yeah really <laughs> when i think of space i think of cars <laughs> um but um I mean, but look, that's what this movie does. And now I do. Yeah, they did it. Um, they, they kept being like, this is our Moonraker. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're going to do it. And they, yeah. they technically, yeah, they did go to space. Congrats to them. Um, but yeah. And then it premiered yesterday or two days ago? I think it was two days ago. Two days ago um, being yeah, Tuesday. Because this Tuesday, is not coming yes, out as we are recording. It. This is not a live show. Um, <laughs> right. It's, uh, yeah. But, um, and yeah, like none of the cast were there. Like you would think, I mean, I guess we didn't really, we don't really talk about this on our Kane Blockbusters episode. Like there's the famous thing of Jerry Seinfeld being in the bee costume and, um, Jack Black, like Jack, <laughs> Jack Black on the like quasette with all the like giant Kung Fu pandas. Um, and there's like, like that, uh, but like they didn't do like. Maybe they had, like, a car show. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what they could have done. Because they're doing, like, all these... I don't know. This is, I think, maybe normal practice. But they have all these showings on the beat for, like, these bigger movies. Like, I think people were talking about they played, uh, like, a restoration of JFK out on the beach. Um, and that's where this play, like, um, they gave it that sort of... I mean, and it's a beachy vibe, I guess. They're jet setting. They're globe trotting. Yeah, I'd watch a Fast and Furious movie on a beach. That'd be fun. That'd be so. Those, yeah, Coronas. It's so yeah, yeah. intrinsic. Though maybe <laughs> this is like I was gonna say this. Maybe this is like the least beachy, but I guess it's like Tokyo Drift is less beachy than this. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah, because there is like in like Fast Five, they like are doing like big like <laughs> bikini set pieces, right? <laughs> when they need to get the handprint, you gotta have the um, bikini set piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, There's a heaven beach at the end of Furious 7, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the most beautiful moment puts a film. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, yeah. So, I don't know how we want to get into this, but I'm curious what everyone's experience with the Fast franchise is. Because it is, like, a franchise that if people, like, love it, they, like, really i think like have personal affection for it like in a way that sort of transcends like other franchise films they're weirdly like i think probably the most emotion driven action movies in the modern like franchise era i think it's safe to say that (laughs) yeah yeah for sure i Uh, mean 
Emma, you're our guest. Why don't you start? What's your history? Okay, I'll start. Um, well, I actually do have a very um, personal connection to these movies. Uh, I'm in the... No, I'm not. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the DK. It's based it's on your life. It's so true. You found <laughs> me ghost, out. I ghost directed four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I actually... I had seen... I think I'd seen the first one like when I was young, but it didn't really leave that much of an impression on me. I was sort of like, okay, yeah, like car movie, fine. Um, but my, the year that I graduated from college, uh, which is the year 2015, is the year that Furious 7 came out. And I was a senior at that point. And um, I had just joined a class. This is, I'm gonna, I'll just get into it. If you guys wanna cut around this long story, feel free. Please, no. <laughs> uh, this is the good stuff. <laughs> my final semester of college, I did a class on horror cinema because I wanted to actually get into it because I, I was too scared to watch scary movies by myself. <laughs> and uh, I made a post on like our forum that was like, if anyone wants to watch like these movies with me, I don't want to watch them alone. And it just so happened that there was this like friend group of people who were also in that class who like joined the class to be together with their buddies um who were like come over like to our building and come watch i think the first one was like the conjuring or signs or something it was some like you know pretty mainstream thing that i hadn't seen um and they're like yeah yeah come come watch them with us we're all going to be there like tonight at seven i was like okay cool and uh, they became like my friends for just a semester (laughs) your familia some might they were my familia And we all knew, and then we like started watching, just getting together for non-class reasons and just watching other movies together because we liked movies. Uh, And we knew that Fury 7 was coming out. So we were like, okay, how many movies collectively of this franchise have we seen? And everyone had sort of seen some, but not all. So we were like, okay, let's watch them all. Like leading up to the release, leading up to us going uh, to see the movie. So we watched them all together. And then we all went to see Furious 7. We all like wept in the theater. And I was having like a very emotional moment because it was like a few months maybe before my graduation when I was going to leave these people yeah. like for maybe forever. You were going to drive away in a separate path. Exactly. It was, and like, so that really hit me hard. Um, so yeah, so that's the reason why I think I love these movies so much is they remind me of this uh, time when I like just randomly made a bunch of new friends who... I've hung out with a lot over a very short period of time, which in a way is what every Fast and Furious movie is about. Yeah. <laughs> a quarter mile at a time, you hung out. Exactly. Yeah. Amelia, you go. Okay. So mine is also like weird and strange. As a very small child, my dad once took me and my brother and my sister. No, I think it might have been just me and my brother to the theater and he was like what do you want to watch and I saw a poster that said Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift and I was like that sounds cool I want to watch that so I watched it I quite enjoyed it and then I like I didn't really even think about it as a franchise I just watched that one movie and enjoyed it I have like I, I was like whatever like seven at the time or like six so I had no real context for like what what other movies were really so then after a couple of years four came out in theaters and i watched it and it was the same thing where i like sort of liked it but they didn't really make anything of it then i remember 
Wait, I think Fast Five came out the same weekend as Scott Pilgrim. Is this a thing that I'm... Is this a real thing or am I making this up? You know, keep your story going. I'll look it up, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think one of them came out the same week as Scott Pilgrim. But I remember specifically, like, like seeing people go into Fast Five and as, like, a whatever, a, like, 13-year-old, like, sneering, being like, that's dumb. I'm going to watch Scott Pilgrim. I, I'm smarter than these people. And so I never watched, so I didn't watch Fast Five in theaters. I just skipped that one. And then a couple years later, we, it was like a thing with me and my friends where we were all like, we basically, this one summer, we went to the theater every week and we all like watch a different movie every week. And one week was Fast Six. So I was like, I guess I have to watch Fast Five because I'm watching Fast Six. So I watched Fast Five at home before. I enjoyed it. I was like, Oh yeah, this is pretty good. And then I watched Fast Six. It was the greatest experience I've ever had in a theater in my life. People were losing their goddamn mind. And since then, I loved them. And I saw them. I've seen basically all of them in the theater. And then this year was the first time I saw one and two for the first time. Oh wow, that's crazy. I and think uh, of all of them, I think Fast Five has the best title card because it comes right ooh. after they do the the scene that four ends with. Yeah. yeah, breaking a dog out of Right, he's on the bus, like the prison transport, and they all come in with yeah. the cars, and they do that scene at the very beginning of Fast Five, and they flip the entire bus with, like, one right. little car, and then it just, boom, Fast Five. It's so good. I watch yeah. it all the time. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I watched... So very quickly. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go I, ahead. I watched the plane stuff from... I, like, I the plane stuff in Six was, like, truly, like, oh. a transcendent experience of just, like, everybody in the theater realizing how long it had been going on at the same time <laughs> just being like this is still going and it was just a goddamn blast and yeah that, that was like legitimately the thing where i was like yeah these movies can do no wrong they're the greatest thing of all time <laughs> yeah so yes my experience is uh i had seen like bits and pieces of i think two and three specifically because like i think i was like in when did Tokyo Drift come out? Like 2006? I think so. Oh, five or six. I was like in like fifth grade when that one came out. Like, and I, re it was just like a thing of everyone was like obsessed with like drifting. <laughs> like it was like, uh, what was that? Like, well, you I had, think, like, I mean, a video game called the club or something like that <laughs> or midnight club. midnight club. And it was like, yeah. And it's like all drifting and there's like need for speed. Like everything was drifting. I feel like when I was, at that age. Well, you have, like, the song, too. I remember that song was everywhere. I mean, yeah, the song was everywhere. Uh, I think it's, uh, a cl it's like a classic ringtone, that song. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, like, I'd never seen any of them in full. And, like, I remember people talking about Fast Five as, like, this movie's, like, crazy. And then, like, every other movie, they were just like, this one's also crazy. And they kept getting crazier. Uh, and then last year in January, I think like the 31st or something, uh, they did this big event where they played the trailer <laughs> and everyone was losing their mind over the trailer. And I like didn't watch it because I hadn't seen any of the movies. I was like, you know what? It'll be fun to like see one of these in a theater this year. I'll watch all of them. And I watched them all in February and like had of a great time. Of last year, yeah. Oh, and my I was gosh. Like, Man, so, like, next month I'll be able to see it in theater. Like, I got in a little bit early, and then it was like, you, like, they pulled the plug, obviously. I was like, ah, damn. Uh, and uh, 
then I, you know, I saw this one in theaters. But like, uh, I had seen, uh, I, I rewatched Too Fast recently, and I'm like, that movie I think is like pretty perfect. Like, we'll get into. I, I am curious what everyone's favorite is, but I think that's like my number one with a bullet. Um, even though I do think what Five does as like people coming back in a franchise is like insane when they bring the dude from the first one back at the beginning i was losing my mind <laughs> and uh obviously the end with eva mendez was even crazier um but uh and it is like a thing of like you watch it and it's like easy to see why i like why it, like you're saying it's emotional with the like franchise like it's easy to see why people like have such a personal connection and like how sad and beautiful like they make the using a Wiz Khalifa song like it's so crazy that that moment plays perfectly and is like not like cheesy or just like annoying at all it's just like truly beautiful and I think it's like just such a crazy thing that now you know Amelia was talking I was like did you find like anything about like the movie uh and he was just like i there's a video or, or, or like about it playing can he's like there's a video from good morning america of vin diesel saying that it's like great for it to be there like 20 years after the first one and 25 years after multifacial which is like his original short film played yeah. can and it's like yeah like this is a, a sort of fluff screening as we often talk about with the can blockbusters but like that is very cool that it is at can i think <laughs> I love it. I wish that they'd done a whole thing with it. Like, yeah. I wish that they could have had the cast there and everything. That would have been really fun. I mean, it's wait. like, and it's obviously a problem because they, like, obviously delayed the festival. Like, but if this, like, had played, was, like, in May when Cannes usually is, and this was the, the premiere of it, that would have been oh, such yeah. a... It would have been, been insane. It would have been insane. Um... But with that, I think we should talk about the movie a little bit. <laughs> what does everyone think? How did you how did you see it? What did you see it 4DX? Oh, I wish I'd seen it 4DX. That would have been cool. It was like the closest one near me was like six hours away. I was like, I don't think I can swing it. Yeah. No, I saw it regular. I, I did see it um, twice. I saw it. I, okay. I went to the press screening. Ooh. Uh, which was, you know, great, obviously. And then I went, uh, a friend of this podcast, David Sims, um, rented out an Alamo Draft House auditorium and just invited a bunch of people. And I was one of the people who got invited and it was the best. Uh, Ordered a lot of food and ate every (laughs) single thing that I ordered, (laughs) which uh, was too much, but it was was really good. (laughs) Um, And that was just a great time, yeah. You gotta indulge. I gotta indulge. And he was just like, yeah, order whatever you want. I'm like, well, well you shouldn't I mean, have told yeah. me that. <laughs> <laughs> just like a draft out slip of paper. That's a full notebook. Literally like, yeah, pages and pages of menu items. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But yeah, had a great time both times. I really like this movie. I think it's like, it, it knows now. I mean, not necessarily now. I think it's always known how silly it is. But especially now, it's kind of playing into that even more. Yeah. Um, and I genuinely think, and it, it feels, it feels genuine. It doesn't feel like it's making fun of itself in like a snide way. Yeah. It just feels like we're going to have a conversation between Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel, which could just be. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> it's so 
so good. What a great presence in these movies. Truly. And they were just like, yeah, we're going to set this conversation, which could just be them standing in a room. No, we're going to set it in a nice, like a sick sports car with Helen Mirren drifting around corners. It just like, yeah, yeah, obviously that's what they're going to do. So that's, I have fun with it because it does stuff like that. It just, it's, it goes all for the ridiculous stuff, not to like, not to be mean about it, but to, you know, just be like, yeah, we're going to flip and put some rocket engines on a car and put it in space because that's what the people want. Right. And we're like, yeah, we want it. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it like weirdly, I think it balances it well with like a level of earnestness. Like as you mentioned, it's not like snide. It's not like, like sarcastic at all. It it, it always like treats it like pretty seriously. Well, not not even seriously. I think like, yeah, sincerely is the way to go. Cause it's like, yeah, the, the way when they go to space, it is weirdly sort of moving. Like the entire <laughs> Tyrese and it's arc, like it is very sort of low moving. key. It's like not ridiculous. Like, yeah, there's like subtle strings over it. It's really like a there's second not like, of first man inserted. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, there's not like a ton of explosions or like weird, yeah. like one liners. Everything like they kind of take a moment and they're like, "Isn't this sort of cool?" And I mean, like, yeah, and yeah, it's it like is. the payoff to this like are we immortal bit right. that i think is great <laughs> and like the man of science versus man of faith like w- while they're driving a car in space and like have these you know 2001 suits on it's so it's just so odd and then getting rescued by the international space station just yes, happening I mean. to <laughs> be on the right trajectory <laughs> yeah they should they, they should have fully like I want I want to see the full gravity with them having to like crash into different things to make <laughs> yeah. it back to Earth. Just taking out a ton of satellites on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, all fault. Yeah, and it's like I might I might be the lowest on it here because it's like I think it I think it's good I like it a lot but there is like oh. I, I still sort of weirdly miss Paul Walker's presence in it. I mean, just like a sort so... of lame, weird, normal dude. It sort of provides the grounding that they the movie no longer had. But th- I think this movie finds a way to like give some of that stuff to Tyrese and make it like still like sing and matter and in a way that it's not completely ridiculous. Plus, also the like young Dom stuff, which was exciting to see at the beginning. I love young and Dom. It's like it's so crazy how because I didn't think I realized that it was. Lynn's return as well like I didn't really think about that because yep. like I in my head I, I just forgot that like F. Gary Gray did a hate and oh I never watched Hobbs and Shaw I didn't say this <laughs> I, I was like you know, I don't think not. it looks good I won't watch it you're not missing um, anything the trailer is yeah. incredible the trailer for that movie is so good the movie itself is not very good okay um, but uh and yeah so like there's there's all the stuff there of Lynn going back and then like this huge moment that's in the trailer of the justice is coming and they bring the character Han back. So it is like such a, you know, reunion film. Um, but then the young stuff, the way they do it is so interesting. The scene where he falls in the hole and is like drowning and then starts walking through his memories. I was going crazy. I was like, how did they get away with this? And it's like the whole movie is like, so like, it's going to sound maybe negative, but it's, weirdly so low energy like it's there's exciting stuff ha- happening obviously like they tarzan swing a car like 
an impromptu move. They're like, uh-oh, let's try this. And it works. Um, but it is like you're saying it is like earnest and just about this like guy and his brother like at the core. And I think it leans into that in such an interesting way. Um, yeah. With, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. It's like I the think- other movies like all like take time to have like Tyrese like saying a line and being like woo yes, and then yes. like, just like having fun and this movie really, yeah, does really have like very little of that it's like they're not having a lot of fun while they're doing it which is like <laughs> sort of drives up the stakes but you know you yeah. can use some of that it also takes time that a lot of movies like this kind of tend not to do it takes a lot of time to build character relationships between these people and like give them like you know you two are gonna just sit here and talk for a little bit and that's really nice to see in a movie like this, where like most of it, you kind of expect it to be like, yeah, they're going to be driving the cars, they're going to be shooting stuff, they're going to be blowing stuff up, whatever. Like, that's fun, but it also is nice to see them kind of pushing their characters in deliberate directions as well, which you can't really do in an action sequence if it's like yeah. just action yeah. after action after action. No, yeah, there's some... There's some great, uh, like, the magnet car stuff. The, the, the like, magnet is so good. It's great. I mean, I like the zipline stuff. Is so The zipline fu- is so funny. It's so funny it in concept. the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Is him. <laughs> when like, he, like, stops and starts again. Like, it's just It's so going. good. And Vin Diesel just, like, running. Like, uh, yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah, the, the running... <laughs> <laughs> through like it's so good it's so funny Vindy the um, runny it runs like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that he does sort of have like video game like st- has to like stop before he can start running like uh, yeah. he can't <laughs> yeah it is it's really the magnets is so good especially um, the Natalie Emanuel stuff where she is driving <laughs> with Tyrese and Ludicrous, like fighting guys in the back, uh, and very he's funny. Like, I don't know how to drive. And it's very so funny. Very funny to have a character in these movies that doesn't know how to drive. Like that. I mean, look, that's exactly what they were missing, and they found it and they put it in this one. It's you know, as someone who's afraid of driving, it's such a you know, it's important to have representation. Exactly. <laughs> we get this, and we get. I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> um. What are both of your takes on John Cena as an actor and in this movie? I am curious. Oh boy. I mean, well, I'll, I'll, Emma, Emma, you go first. Uh. I, I don't think this is his best uh, performance. <laughs> I will You're say kidding. <laughs> but I think that he, he knows, he, he is a good actor. I don't think he's very good in this, but he is a good actor because I, if you've seen Blockers... He plays the dad, and it is okay. You've got to watch it because it's one of the best movies ever. It's so funny, and he gets how to be funny in a way that I have never seen someone like him, who's come from like mm-hmm. uh, wrestling to film, do that. Because they like it is all about like they know timing. They kind of that yeah get trained in that like in that uh, atmosphere in that experience. You do know kind of how that works, but he brings something to that. That I've never seen before. Like, I don't think The Rock has it. John Cena has yeah. it. Doesn't necessarily yeah. have it in F9, but he can yeah. I mean, do he's it. not really cracking wise. Like, he's not, right. he's not really jokey. Maybe um, if they, like, bring him back for, for number 10, which I'm sure they'll do. Like, why Why not? I mean, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I mean, I think it has to happen. Um, the way they, like, let him out. Like, it's going to be some cool reveal that he's in it. 
Yeah, um, he'll like come blazing in with some car, and they'll be like, "It's him." Whatever his name yeah. is, I can't remember. Jacob <laughs> with a Jacob, K. I think. Right. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's very good in this movie either. Um, he's weirdly like I don't think he's having a very good time. Like maybe he is, but it just doesn't seem like he is. Yeah. And that's kind of the vibe that that he brings. I don't know. He um he's he's one of the sources of me feeling low energy from it. I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because he really, like, doesn't raise his voice at all. He's very measured yeah. as, like, a villain. Um, and uh, But it is, like, th- I have this weird thing where when I was a kid, I watched uh, The Marine, which was, like, his first foray into acting. Yeah. Uh, and I was, like, it was, like, a movie that was, like, I think weirdly, like, on FX all the time. So, like, I was, like, during the summer, I, like, watched it, like, ten times, like, over the course of a summer. And I kept being, like, who does this guy sound like? And my dad was, like, he sounds like Paul Walker. And I think he does, weirdly. And it's something that I, like, always have in my brain whenever I see him. That I'm, like, his voice sounds like it is a Paul Walker dub over. Oh, that's Uh, really interesting. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, a thing that other people think at all, like... But it is just, like, this weird thing that was on my mind the entire time. And, like, he, like, weirdly sounds like Paul Walker to me. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's just not. He looks like Frankenstein. It's so cra- <laughs> Like, he is too big, I think. Like, it is he's distracting. The most, he's the most rectangular man I think I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, he walks. All of his suits look bad. <laughs> he's always, every time I see him in, like, a Vanity Fair, everything I do in a day video, I'm like, he just looks like a dork. And he... <laughs> It's like I practice my Mandarin and I do like my meditation. Yeah, that's like, the very... thing. It's like, yeah, my, my like my weird. Well, I guess this is maybe like a typical relationship with him is that I am sort of a wrestling fan, so I have like a lot of hours of like sort of experience built up of John Cena, and it's like I have some weird affection for him, but also it's like I don't. I think he is very good at like a like sort of small pocket of things but he is like he he can sort of be one note and that's like sort of been the like knock on his wrestling career as it's gone on that he's just sort of been doing the same thing for like 20 years and it's like the weird earnestness of fast and the furious maybe does not suit him i think i think he he is good being heightened like a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago a weird thing to reference but a couple of years ago they did like the WWE did this thing I think called like Southpaw Regional Wrestling which is like a piece of like KFC branded content which is like (laughs) which was like them doing a bit as like an old like 80s wrestling promotion and they had John Cena in as like a funny announcer character and he was like amazing at that so it does hurt me to see him like in a movie like this and just like sort of like completely swing and miss but I just think it's like not his patina. I think there is like something that maybe works better for him out there. I definitely, I definitely don't buy buy him as like the sullen younger brother character. It just, that's not it for me. I think he'd be really good as like a weird, like, um, like birds of prey kind of villain, you know, he could do that. Like very, um, vampy. Yes. He could absolutely go there. I believe in him. I mean, look, he's in Suicide Squad. That's true. Um, and he does seem to be doing a lot in Suicide Squad. He's certainly <laughs> doing something. Uh, there are, it's like, I, uh, you often hear, like, when you talk about John Cena, 
there's like the other like acting wrestlers that come up of like The Rock, Dave Bautista, and uh, less often, but I think undervalued Kevin Nash, who's great in the Magic Mike movies, hey, uh, and great on Twitter. Yeah, w- one of like um, my five favorite people on the planet, Kevin Nash. Um, and like Bautista is someone that I think is like just a good actor, like. He's so He's good so in Blade good. Runner. Yes. Um, I haven't seen his new movie. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure he's good in it. Um, but, and The Rock, I think it's something, it's too much. It's I mean, it's like been said to death, I'm sure, but it's just too much persona. Like, he is like an actor who I think can do good because he is so good in like Southland Tales. And even in I like mean, uh, like Fast Five, he is like and Fast uh, Five through movies. Seven, I think he, he's great. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like playing once, into once it gets his... to like eight and Hobbs and Shaw, it becomes a lot yeah. less charming. Well, he's he's really good as a member of an ensemble and not necessarily yeah. as a lead, but I think that yeah. he really wants to be a lead. I mean, he, yes, and that uh, I think he, he also just wants to song. be a very boring lead is also the problem. Like, yeah, I like I think like he should have someone. I mean, he's such, like, a weird guy. Like, he should have someone just, like, like be like, just let me use you. Like, don't worry about it. Like, someone could do it, I think. Um, I mean, for sh- it's like, I mean, his problem is he just wants to be a billionaire. So he has truly yeah. no interest in, he has truly no interest in making. He wants to be <laughs> the president. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like, yeah, you say past him. Yeah. You say John Cena, Fast and Furious, and I, and it's like in my mind it works, but every time it, he's on screen, it just like this just isn't clicking, and it's like I don't think he has that much like chemistry with then. I don't think he has that much chemistry with like even Charlie. Jordana Brewster. Oh, I Charlie. Mean, I mean, the Charlie stuff is so bobo. All of those scenes were so weird. It was the, like they weren't the, in the same room. They were miles away from each other, <laughs> acting at walls. It was bizarre. There's yeah, the and weird... it's oh, go ahead. No, I would say it's like. I guess it's like obviously this is not a franchise to like waste a character on like a one and done. They always bring people back, but with Charlie, yeah. I was like, could we not have like <laughs> left you that in the last one? Cipher, Cipher, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if she's very good in these movies either. She's like kind of fun in eight, but um, she's like a triple X character in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, yeah, she is exactly that. Um, the uh, there's the weird scene where they're just like doing the Star Wars references back and forth to each other. It's bizarre. I was You're... like, why? This is like that I guy. Do, I do sort of like that foreign guy. He does have some. So energy. this is. I have a very, I guess, like genius theory about the movie, um, that it is <laughs> very similar to Goldmember. Um, Not wrong. Go on. So it is a bit of a stretch because just based on looks, Vin has to be Dr. Evil. Within 30 seconds, you went from a genius theory to a bit of a stretch, but okay. And and John Cena has to be Austin Powers just because they fit the hair. Um, To John Cena's character, he is Austin Powers, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, I guess so, yes. Uh, He's he's a spy, yes. (laughs) Thank you. He's the hero of his story. uh, It is all these weird flashbacks to them as, like, (laughs) young men, like, which they do in Goldmember also, and, like, how they became enemies. Um, 
you've got the weird Europe European guy who's gold member, obviously. Um, and then I think Helen Mirren has to be Michael Caine, even though it doesn't also really work. But there's bones here. This is not nothing. I wouldn't keep bringing it up every week on this podcast if it wasn't nothing. <laughs> Um, but this is mostly just to say that I think the <laughs> weird European guy is like not very good. He's really it's it's weird to have three villains in a movie. Yes, I think they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good for the movie to have the betrayal, so you can have Dom catching uh, the third person of John Cena on his car, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. They do that move a lot. Um, they do love catching people on I don't think I would want to fall on a car. No, it would hurt so bad. I think it would hurt. <laughs> it's the most unrealistic thing in this movie is that they dust that off. But I do really love that as well. Like, I love that in these movies you can use cars as, like, as safety nets, like, as things yeah, I mean, to get in home. to go somewhere. Yeah, it really is, and that's sort of okay. beautiful to me. I mean, again, go, going back to my six experience, when that happens in six for the first which is like the insane, he crashes the car, catches her, lands on the car on the other side, my theater burst out in applause. It was almost a yeah. can-style standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for uh, that how one your, bit. How was your theater experience for this one, Amelia? It was like... It was like... 50% capacity went and saw it. It was like we people didn't react a lot which might have like colored my experience with the movie. I think if I would have gone in with a more amped crowd I would be a little higher on it but me like it was sort of quiet in there so I had slightly less of a good time but it was still a good time. I like the ha- yeah. I like the Han stuff. I like how the Han stuff is so good. I like how sort of dumb all the investigation shit is in the movie. How it's like just a, like weird. They just see the Mexican flag in, in the place, and they're like, "I guess Han is the only Japanese person who likes Mexico." That's so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, that I I still I've seen it twice now, and I'm still like, how did they figure <laughs> that? That doesn't no. Uh, I think that's like the only hole in this movie for me. Plot hole. <laughs> That I'd like, okay, I guess I'll just ignore that. Whatever. Yeah. No, the rest of it's pretty airtight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, look, you had to be airtight to go into space. Um, <laughs> but the the Han stuff is so good. The way they introduce him, I think, is like, because I, I went back and forth on whether or not, like, if they even could have, that they should have held it back that he was in the movie until it came out. Because, I mean, I'm, like, that would be crazy, obviously. Um but then it's like, you know, obviously the first crowd of people that see it tell everybody. Um, but it is like, they don't really cheap. Like, the intro is not the intro that it is in the trailer. Like, which mm-hmm. is what I thought it would be. So And like, so giving us like him, like on the rooftop is like really good, I think. It's cool. Um, they, yeah, I, I watched that, um, that like trailer premiere thing way yeah, back yeah. January 2020. With uh, the rest of my uh, team at work, the entertainment writers, we were like, okay. we, we, we were in a conference room, we're like, we're going to watch this entire thing. We were there for like an <laughs> hour and a half watching yeah, these people that, hype that it up. Was, that scene was so long. And that was and then, like, it's like, it was, it was like one hour 20 of them being like, and here's Jay Balvin. And then like, at the <laughs> <Yeah>. end. <laughs> Um, but then I remember they like, okay, now here's the trailer and they show the trailer. And when he popped up, we it's all, fr- we screamed, we were losing our shit. See, uh, it's, 
I mean, it was that, the trailer, best. That, that trailer is incredible. Like it's really good. You're talking about the Hobbs and Shaw trailer being incredible. That the, <laughs> fast, the first Fast Nine trailer is basically one of the best movies of last year. And what I also <laughs> love, and I think about, I keep thinking about this, is that thing that they cut. They did like there's a few versions of the trailer, obviously, because there always are. But there's that one that's sort of cut like um. It starts with Vin like talking at the camera, being like, you know, it's back to the movie we've been away for a long time but now like whatever i can't remember exactly what he says yeah and they use the same song whose title i now can't remember but they the song is in a minor key and they put it in a major key for this one tv spot about like being back at the movies with your family and it's the best one of the coolest like creative decisions i think i've ever seen i I keep i think about it all the time it's really (laughs) awesome yeah that's great (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like also Han being a sniper. I appreciate the like how these movies just eventually just now function as like an RPG where it's just like eventually <laughs> they have, they've all spec so much in driving that they have extra points, so they just become good at another thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, they become trained in other abilities. Yeah, and it's like Han's a sniper. Tyrese is good at being the well, emotional core. He uh, is like. My favorite of everyone, I think. He's Since just so Walker's good. gone, he's so good in uh, Too Fast. And then I love, I mean, he's so funny. There's the, what is it? This went from Mission Impossible to Mission in Freaking Sanity. Mission in Freaking Sanity. One I mean, of the best just, quotes of any movie. So fun. So good. And I think but he's, like, great at that. Uh, there's the big, he, a, the big ass forehead moment. When, I mean, moment? that is just incredible. <laughs> he also the is the... take from Ludacris. Uh, He's the one character who does the thing, where, which I love, where one character in a movie sort of explains the plot thus far. Like, he always has a monologue that's like, so you're yeah. telling me we got to do this, and then these people are here. And it, it's always, like, right in the middle, just to catch everybody up, just in case you missed anything. And it's yeah. always featured in the trailer as well. Like, you yeah. get them yeah. sort of explaining what's going on. Wait a minute, on. that's Dom's brother? Yeah. Like, cutting around. Yeah. yeah, and he also it's like the, the, the variation of that where the, where they're like explaining the plan, and then he's just like, "So you we want to do all that," and then somebody's like, <laughs> yeah. and "So you're scared," and he's like, "Nah, I'm not." Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he also, I mean, that is like one of his best things in the movies that he's always like, "This is crazy." <laughs> he's like screaming because he's so scared. He's like, the how one. Are we... He's the one character left who kind of understands that like none of this could ever happen, and yet. Yeah. Here it is. I mean, and that is, like, so interestingly explored in this, where they're like, he's been pushed to his limits, so now he thinks that he's immortal. Yeah. And the, he's like, I have bullet holes in my shirts, like, this doesn't add up. And the car, like, lands right in front of him. It's That's, like, my favorite through line of the movie. Like, it's such a good thing that they returned to, like, enough. And the payoff of them in space, where he's just, like, hit his z- like, he's zen about it all, is so good. They've got to keep that going for the rest of the yes. of the movies. I, I really want them to keep doing it because it is genuinely very funny. Yeah, and it's like funny because it's like, obviously I mentioned I hadn't seen Too Fast till this year. And now that I've seen Too Fast, this is basically the Tyree series for me. This is like, that's <laughs> the like through line I've invested in. Just like his character, what he's going through, his emotional development, I mean, how hungry so he is. <laughs> The hungry. I'm glad, like that. That is the through line as well. Like that as like a series. Like 
you need this in every movie is him to say that he's hungry. <laughs> so Which is cute. funny because he has the hungry bit, but also Han is also eating. So. Yeah, Han's like, I'm I'm satiated. I just have like excess food. And he's like, I am hungry. <laughs> yeah, Give me like, some of your peanuts. He's, he's like a guy who smokes cigarettes only to look cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, um, I mean, he also, I mean, just like great lines of his is Ejecto Cito Cousin 2, <laughs> which is just, I send it to a friend and it's like, Every time, it just makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what else is there? Like, I do like the Magnus stuff a lot. I like how they, like, instantly know how it works and hook them up in the car so they can, like, pin people in backwards. It makes for, like, a lot of cool driving stunts. Yeah, the fact um, that they, like, immediately know how to do it is very funny. Yeah. Where, like, in Tokyo Drift, you have an entire montage of someone trying to learn how to do one thing. Like, a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this, yeah. they're just like, okay, yeah, we're just going to put these in the cars and uh, go go on. Go. Go get them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I like the Tokyo Drift. I like that weird through line of them just, like, building rockets or whatever. I like. <laughs> yeah. Lu- oh, yeah, Black. the return of Bow Wow. They're Bow so Wow. good. I loved seeing them. Yeah, the and, the, and the third guy whose name I don't remember. Which is like, you know the weird work. story about that guy? I did hear this, yes, but say it. Where he was I supposed to play the Bow Wow character in Tokyo Drift, but then like the studio wanted a, a bigger name, Famous so they person. gave yeah, so they gave it to Bow Wow, which is why that character is called Twinkie, because he is like supposed to be like Asian on the outside, white on the inside, or whatever. And then they just kept the name for Bow Wow. What? Yeah. And yeah. Justin Lin, like, I, he, I guess he's in Better Luck Tomorrow. And Justin Lin was like, I've got you. Like, when we do this last movie, like, we'll bring you back. You're part of the crew. <laughs> oh, that's really... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah really fine. fun. Um, <laughs> Bow yeah, Wow l- looking a little rough, I'll say. Yeah, Bow Wow's looking <laughs> a little rough around the edge. He's not... You know, I mean, him and Lucas Black both looking a little... Rough. <laughs> I mean, Lucas Black is like... I'm, is he okay? Like he's sickly looking. He looks like he should be everyone's father. Like he now. He's I mean, yeah. In... <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not that he looks bad. He's just like visibly forty-five. Yeah, playing he's a twenty-year-old. Yeah, like I, I don't know where this falls in the timeline. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think on the whole, I think it's very exciting to. Oh, I didn't say this when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I did a crazy because like I don't drive, so I was like. I got to see, like, Zola for the podcast and F9 for the podcast. I'll just see Summer of Soul in between and did, like, a crazy triple feature. Oh, uh, wow. And when I saw Zola, it was, like, me and one elderly couple. And, like, it was rapturous. Like, they were laughing at everything and talking. Like, it was very fun for me to, like, sit in the back and just listen. Um, and then uh, for F9, I had, like, a very, like, tepid crowd. Um it was like a smaller theater it wasn't an IMAX uh, but it was um, it was like a smaller theater at like midday basically um, and my theater screen I never I just moved here so I haven't been to this theater before and the theater screen was like glitching throughout so it would be like in the middle of a scene it would just like a blue tint would pop up on the side Bro, Colin, Colin, and then that, go away Colin, Colin that was Cypher no. <laughs> she was hacking you. You were getting hacked. Drive. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but yes, it was, I mean, look, a successful hack job. Because I was like, every time it happened, I was like, oh, this I'm out of the movie now. Um, but I think, like, otherwise, it is, like, good. I'd be excited to watch it again, closer to watching all of them like I had planned last year. 
Uh, and Michael Rooker was really fun. I was glad to see him. When is Michael? Michael I like Michael Rooker. Obviously, they use him yeah. like sort of days because of Days of Thunder and that sort of thing, which I've not seen. So, yeah. oh, Rubbin is racing. I, okay, so what do you both think of Young Dom and Young Jacob? I, I think was surprised by how much I didn't hate it. I was like, as soon as it started with a flashback thing, I was like, oh boy, I don't know if this is gonna land. With the but, old Universal logo. Yeah. Oh man, that was cool. That was I really. I was watching Little Rascals. I really liked that. Um, <laughs> is that the one? I think they've only done that twice in this series. They've changed the logo. Oh well, yeah. Too Fast has the crazy one. Too Fast has the <laughs> where it turns into one. a wheel and it like drifts around. <laughs> Love that. It's the best. Also, the DVD DVD mini for Too Fast and Furious. You can pick the green car, the orange car, the pink car, and your whole menu will be themed like that. Oh, that's so cool! Oh yeah. man, remember cool DVD menus? I miss that. The, shit. <laughs> did everyone not as a child play <laughs> my favorite video game, the interactive menu for the Chamber of Secrets DVD? <laughs> where you are in <laughs> the car and you use the directional pad on your like, yes. remote. Listen, Colin, we've all done the Jungle Safari from The Lion King 1 and 2. <laughs> DVD. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I liked, I, I honestly liked the flashback. I thought it was, it was a little bit weird, but I, you know, it's all. It's a weird movie. I, I thought it sort of fit with how strange it was. I think Young yes. Dom's good. I like that guy. I think Young Dom yeah. is really good. I don't know if I like uh, Young Jacob at all. He's a Peaky yeah. Blinder. Is that true? Yeah, he's a he's a I'm, he's British. I've not seen any Peaky Blinders. And he's one of the guys. I, I mean, they. I guess they had to go to Britain to find somebody with as square a face as John Cena. <laughs> true. Yeah, it is like a cube before it becomes a rectangle for John Cena. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, that I have this problem. This is like maybe not the movie's fault, but I find like as I am getting older, the younger people look, it makes me angrier. <laughs> like I'm like, this guy looks too modern to be from the 90s. Like the guy playing young Jacob. There's a great tweet. I think it's Brandy Jensen who tweeted like certain actors can't do period dramas because I just can't see and then she's I think the the line is like sorry Jessica Biel you have a face that knows what text messaging is yeah that's and I true. every time something like that happens in a movie I think of that tweet it's like yeah. yep <laughs> I can't buy you like, in this yeah this guy like never had an iPod yeah <laughs> like that's how young he is and I'm like go to hell <laughs> yeah for sure and it's like, I guess we should ask you this at the beginning, but you've been to Cannes, Emma. Like, did you see a blockbuster when you were at Cannes? I saw Solo when I was at Cannes. Wow, you were there for the Solo year. Was that, I was you had not year. seen it before that? Nope. I think it was like, I think it, they did. It came out there before it came out. In, I think it was like a day like, before the American premiere. But I yeah. guess there might have been like American press greetings before it came out at Cannes. Yeah. There was some, yeah, there was some weird like scheduling thing with it, I remember. I and mean, I can't remember which, which happened first when but yeah i saw solo there just i mean and th at that point like i think it got a really good reception at can yeah uh because like can is what it, like a european film festival we're watching movies about like poor farmers for yes, two yes. weeks <laughs> to just see like oh a star wars movie was yeah. just such a breath of fresh air yeah that's what we often find where it's like <laughs> it can be the thing of like fury road is there and everyone's like this is great and they're like oh, oh it's maybe just can hype but then it comes out and it is and then you get like solo where it's like uh oh yeah they're really just like happy to not watch the turin horse truly that that is kind of what it felt like uh, i didn't mind that movie 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think I saw it again since then. I think I, I only saw it. I don't want to ruin my experience. Not a rewatch for you. <laughs> Every year you got to do Solo again. <laughs> got to watch Solo. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> my I never... favorite Star Wars story is Solo. <laughs> I never feel feel compelled to do that. I just remember them like heavily setting up a sequel, and that clearly is never. Gonna Poor happen. Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> I mean, it ends uh, with Darth uh, Darth Maul review. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that's what a crazy movie. What Amelia you, yeah. Clark. What do you think the can audience made of the Hobbs and Shaw two teaser, which I assume is what the, the post credits. Was there a post credits thing? Yeah, it's like. Uh, oh yeah. Jason oh, yeah. Statham is Jason Statham oh, is beating God. up a body bag body bag, no. and then th- there's somebody inside it, and then. I don't forget who that. I think he, that's a guy from Hobbs and Shaw. I have no idea. And so then he goes to somebody knocks at the door, and then he goes to the door, and it's Han. Yeah. What? <laughs> Damn it! I do like Jason Statham. I think Jason Statham. He's so good with the baby. Is maybe the best villain they've had. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah. Because he knows how to be heightened, but also kind of scary. Because that's basically what he does. Like, that's yeah. the type that he kind of plays over and over again. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Spy. Yeah. He's so flippin' good in Spy. He's I love good. that He's movie. He's so funny. Uh, but it's that same sort of, like, I'm, you know, leaning into all these things that have, like, made me into this action star, but have, are also, like, kind of silly and weird. Yeah. Um, He's, like, a person who's, like, very comfortable with what who he is as yeah. an actor and what he's doing. He's, yeah. He's, He's the transporter. Like, he is a transporter. Yeah, transporter. <laughs> his mom's Helen Mirren. Yeah. And his brother's that other guy. <laughs> Richard. Gaston. Yeah, Richard Gaston. <laughs> Richard Gaston. What's his name? His name is not Richard, I don't think. I always think it's, it's Owen. Richard. But that's his character. Cannot be name. Owen. <laughs> Owen is his, his character. Is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Now I feel bad. Because he is a nice guy. He's great. He's in <laughs> The Hobbit. God damn it. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> Luke Before, Evans. Luke Evans, yes. Yeah. Luke Evans. I was so close. <laughs> you said Richard. Richard. He's so good in The Hobbit. I was thinking of Richard in The Hobbit. Richard Armitage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one of the best Hollywood name, or not Hollywood name, actor names ever. Is he related to Young Sheldon? Oh, God. I don't think so. We don't need to give it to this. Um, no, I, I think this might be spelling the end of yeah. this conversation. <laughs> Are there any final F9 thoughts? What's everyone's favorite Fast movie? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. It was Furious 7 for a while because it made me weep. And then it was Fast um, yeah. 5 because Fast 5 is really, really good. But I, mm-hmm. I rewatched them all again, and I saw Furious 6 in a theater for the first time, and I so really good. liked it. The I five, remember six, sort of, 7 run is, like, unbeatable. Yeah, it really is good. And so maybe it's sick. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. Completely I mean, respectable. For, I have I to mean, pick one. Mine is easily six because of, like, the experience I described before. I think it's, like, <laughs> it, it, I think it's, at, like, at its peak of, like, functioning as, like, goofy but sincere. And there's a lot of yeah. good set pieces and there's a lot of good bits, like, Evil Letty and, and, I, and all this. I missed, yeah, I missed Michelle. I really like their character's relationship, like, bizarre like it's it's straight like every time they're together i'm just like oh man i love this and it's so weird because they're these like i wouldn't necessarily pair them together otherwise yeah um but i i really like that that's been sort of the through line one of the through lines of this series so far 
I mean, it's not her, but remember the sex scene in Fast Five? That's a weird thing. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. yeah. You gotta watch Los Bandoleros. <laughs> Los Bandoleros is kind of, is, I like it. That, that works for me. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's Lo- cool. I like them. They should bring back doing the in-between. Because they did it for one and two. Yeah. There's like the mini silent movie of Paul Walker driving to Miami. <laughs> um... And then they did Los Bandoleros. They should, like, let Tyrese direct the one between these two. That would be so good. I'd watch it. It's just going to be, like, a, a Zola-ass series of Instagram stories. I mean, look, if they did that, <laughs> if they did, like, a Sean Baker shot on iPhone movie as, like, 30 minutes in between F9 and F10, you tell me that would not be great. I'd uh, watch it. Yeah. And my favorite is, obviously, the first one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's a great movie. Undeniable. Yeah. Wait, but is that true? That... No, no, no. Too fast. Easy. <laughs> I was just picking one that is not my favorite <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like I the Fast say... Furious. I think it's really. Good. I mean, look. It's be- the, the, I think. I mean, look. Fast and Furious, or ampersand as they call it, the fourth one, mm-hmm. is probably the worst, if not like, Fate of the Furious. Um, but. uh and I haven't mm. seen Hobbs and Shaw, so that one doesn't count. Yeah, no, that one's bad. That, 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 I mean, if you've ever wanted to see What If of Tequila Commercial directed <laughs> Fallout, then you can watch that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. And, yeah, isn't it about, like, a, a virus getting out to the world? Yeah, it's, like, about a deadly virus. Uh, Idris Elba and, Superman. Yeah, Idris Elba's in it. God, I don't... And but Roman Reigns! Yeah, Roman Reigns is, is in true? it. True. Wow. Yep. Yeah, he plays The Rock's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> He's The Rock's they cousin like, in real life, so. He like they, he like goes home like to his. That's you know. so funny. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I don't like Hobbs and Shaw, but that I feel like the ending sort of does weirdly work of him like going back to like his home and then like fighting with like old ass cars and like sticks and shit that's pretty fun but the rest of that movie is pretty bad anyway emma thank you so much for being on and indulging yes, this for taking the time to talk the fast of course no thank you for having me i i really liked doing this podcast the first time around this was fun Thanks. as well yep for sure we have to have you on more often <laughs> yeah um, i'd love to hopefully i go to can again sometime yeah, in look. the future <sighs> Yeah, hopefully Fingers crossed. <laughs> we can all start attending film festivals again. Anything you would yeah. like to pl- anything you'd like to plug? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't know. You can find me. I work for Thrillist. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Letterboxd. I don't really have anything. I got some reviews coming out. Uh, I saw Pig. Oh, yeah. Pig is good. I, yeah, this is maybe off the uh, off the podcast talk, but we might ask you about some movies that you have seen. But... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, great. But yeah. Um, Pig good, Escape Room 2 good. Ooh, Those are my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and then also, is there anything you'd like uh, to like plug that you are involved with that you want people to watch? Just or like something you've watched that something? you enjoy. Oh, what if I watched that I or enjoy? read? It could be a book. Uh, well, I, I am reading the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization Ooh. right now, which is fun. It's like ridiculous. Um, I don't know if it's very extremely well written, but it is. It's it's fun to read it. I don't know. I like that movie, so I like the book. Yeah, hell yeah. 
That's always love to right talk now. about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. After I was love barred it. from giving it any awards. Oh god. Yeah, after after Fran dunked on you, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Amelia, do you want to do what Jesse usually does? Oh god, I forgot. This has to end the podcast. Uh, you can yeah. find this podcast on Twitter at. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? You can find us on Letterbox <laughs> at C I K I Pod. Um, is there anyone? Is there anywhere else people can find us? Uh, like, you can donate if you want to give us any. You know, <laughs> throw us some money for what we're doing. We're on Coffee at ko fi dot com slash Can I like the podcast C A N N E S I? Yeah, I still have the challenge up that if you donate five dollars. <laughs> I'll watch anything you want me to watch and I'll review it on Letterboxd. So, people out there, maybe people have recommended I watch Birth of a Nation. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. People really taking advantage of it. But look, Emilio's just out here for the five bucks. I'm, I'm here to be taken advantage of. What, 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 <laughs> what is there to say? Uh, Colin, plug yourself. Uh, yeah. So, Clatchley on everything C L A T C H L E Y. And I watched something really good recently did you uh, um uh, oh i mean uh did, sorry did you already plug star wars i did not plug star wars i did watch the first star wars for the first time recently and it's so good who knew you're gonna <laughs> recommend that people watch star wars it's just like some yeah, indie sci-fi trilogy that came out i'll say it if you're like <laughs> if you think like maybe this one doesn't like hold up to the hype you'll be <laughs> wrong it's so good <laughs> it's kind star of wars holds up hi <laughs> look uh, yeah, Emilio. Okay, you can find me on Letterboxd at I'm Left Alone. You can find no, you can find me on Twitter at I'm Left Alone, and you can find me on Letterboxd at I Left Alone. I think what do I want to plug? Uh, I'm gonna plug NASCAR. I've been watching NASCAR. Wow. Don't a- don't ask me why. Appropriate. Appropriate. Appropriate because of the movie. That's why I did think of it. But you know what? I've been I've been into watching cars this year. I've gone into F1. I've gone into NASCAR. Cars moving fast is fun, whether it's in a movie or just sports. Who knew? That's so true. Uh, you can find our theme song is by True Related. You can find them at SoundCloud.com slash True Related or search True Related on Spotify. There might be some things we're forgetting to plug, but who really cares? I think it's with that we'll release our audience. Bye bye. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began